Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I, the Lord, your God, teach you what is for your good and lead you on the way you should go. If you would hearken to my commandments, your prosperity would be like a river and your vindication like the waves of the sea. Your descendants would be like the sand and those born of your stock like its grains, their name never cut off or blotted out from my presence. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Those who follow you, Lord, will have the light of life. Those who follow you, Lord, will have the light of life. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. Those who follow you, Lord, will have the light of life. He is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Those who follow you, Lord, will have the light of life. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the just but the way of the wicked vanishes. Those who follow you, Lord, will have the light of life. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, To what shall I compare this generation? It is like children who sit in marketplaces and call to one another, We played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not mourn. For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He is possessed by a demon. The Son of Man came, eating and drinking, and they said, Look, he is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is vindicated by her works. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This Advent Gospel passage really speaks honestly about human nature, doesn't it? People who just can't be satisfied. And Jesus is using this comparison to talk about people not being satisfied about what God himself is doing for them. Leads us to a good examination of conscience. You know, one of the translations of that last sentence of the reading is, time will prove where wisdom lies. Time indeed proved where wisdom lay for the prophets who boldly foretold the coming of Christ and who boldly challenged people to live in a way that prepared for that coming, 
They were mistreated, persecuted, killed, called traitors. Jeremiah was thrown in the cistern and sank into the mud. This is the kind of reward the prophets got for warning the people about the consequences of departing from the covenant. Time will prove where wisdom lies. Time has proven where the wisdom of Jesus also lies. The wisdom of following His way of being His disciples. And one of the ways we can apply these words is, for some people, they, they miss God speaking to the world. We, have, we believe in a God who has spoken. The book of Revelation says John looks up and he saw an open door in the heavens. God has opened a door in the heavens, has let us know what he thinks, has let us know who he is and what he's like and what he wants us to do and what plans he has for us in this life and after death. And he has told us, therefore, in the midst of all that, how we are to live, because we are to live in a way that reflects him. We are to be like him. He is truth, we are to be truthful. He is life, we are to re respect life, etc. God has done this. But some people are locked in ignorance, deliberate ignorance, about who God is. Oh, we don't know. And they complain, oh, God hasn't spoken to us. We don't know what he's like. He's out there somewhere watching us from a distance. And then there are others who see that he has spoken, that he has given us concrete guidance in life, and they say, oh, this is way too specific. This is way too restricting. This is oppressing our freedom. Oh, it's not rules and regulations and commandments and creeds. Uh, and, and they feel too constricted by the specificity of Christian revelation. We played the flute, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not mourn. There's no satisfying these people. Whichever way they look at God, they complain. You and I do dance. You and I do mourn at the appropriate times. You and I know what God has done. He has spoken to us very specifically, given us specific teachings in which we must believe and commandments which we must follow, but He has shown us that in doing so, we find the greatest freedom. It's not constricting or oppressive. It's liberating. It's fulfilling. It's the way of happiness and eternal life. Today's feast, Juan Diego, another lesson in that specificity of God. In fact, we can say the specificity of Christmas. A God born at a specific time, in a specific place, who would lead a very specific life give us very specific teachings and commands. So, on a specific day, back in the 16th century, Juan Diego, who was born just outside of what is now Mexico City, he was born uh, there in uh, 1471, and he, as a peasant, was on his way walking one day to church by Tepeyac Hill, and the Virgin Mary appeared to him. December 9th, this day, and over the course of the next few days to December 12th, she said, go to the bishop and tell him to build a church on this hill 
He asked for a sign, the bishop did. Juan Diego brought him the sign. Mary had told him to gather roses, roses in winter. Again, an unusual sign in and of itself. He put them in his work apron, his tilma, held them up like this, went to the bishop, opened up the tilma, the roses fell out, but then on the tilma was the image of Our Lady. And this is the image we see to this day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. In that image, she's pregnant and she is adoring and praying to the God inside of her. All of this is represented by many different specific symbols on that image. And as we will reflect on Monday, which is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, thanks to this revelation to Juan Diego and this image given to him on his tilma, Christianity came to those Aztec people and their practice of human sacrifice stopped because it brought them new hope that God was on their side, that God was with them. Notice the prophecy of Isaiah here. He says, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to give you specific commands. But the gift, the Christmas gift I'm going to give you, the Advent hope that you're praying for and longing for and that this season of waiting is leading to is nothing other than my presence. The gospel, Emmanuel, God is with us. And you go to the end of the Bible, he will be their God they will be his people and he will be with them forever. Their name, this reading says, never cut off or blotted out from my presence. The significance of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe is God's presence. Why is he present? Because he loves us. That's the gospel. Emmanuel, God with us. Let us never blot ourselves out from his presence. Let us never be like these spoiled children, always unsatisfied with what God is doing. No, he has done perfectly for us. He has spoken to us very specifically, but in doing so, he has not restricted, constricted, or oppressed us. He has set us free. Let us believe in and proclaim that freedom, that salvation, that advent to all the world. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.